The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favorite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. Jace, thank you so much for joining us once again, brother. Always good to see your smiling face. Thanks, Pete. Same, same. It's uh, yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks very much for having me. And we were just discussing off off camera before or offline that um, you were just outside and you had the palm trees around and and the shift in weather. I mean, we're we're three or four hours away from each other by car, and same thing happened here this morning. Just this this amazing shift in the weather pattern and. And I want to talk to you about that, the movement and how these things, how we can take notice of, of, of our external to potentially give us a little bit more clarity or maybe even more confusion about our internal world. Because yeah. So, yeah. we're, we're, uh, we're seeing that so much at the moment. We're seeing these wild changes happening all around us. And, you know, I, I always remember the, the old saying about the bamboo, be like bamboo, you know where you can just sort of flow with it instead of it it's snapping you but um i'll let hey, you Pete, take over so just before you go there's just there's a there's a lot of feedback coming through it's there like it's like a loose like a loose core it might be it might be due to the weather is that any better now? One, two, three, one, two, yeah. three. One, I'll two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. 
Yeah, it's like it's at the end of some of your words. It's like it, it goes a little bit, uh, you know, like um, electronic. All, all the bits in and out and see how we go. One, two, three, one, two, three. Still got the same problem? Yeah, I don't know what it, um, let me make sure it's not something this end. I'm just going to, because it's definitely coming through when you're speaking, but it's. Um, um, if you I'm disconnect just gonna... your headphones, is it still going to come through the computer audio? One, two, three, one, gonna... two, three. Chase, thank you so much for joining us again, brother. Great to see your smiling face once again. Thanks, Pete. Great to be here. And uh, yeah, thanks again for having me. It's... See where we go. Well, we were just outside. That we You had to move inside because of the weather change. And, um, and it's interesting because we're three or four hours apart by car and the same thing happened here. Just this massive weather change. I was in the sauna. I hopped out. and before, But I was in the sauna. It was this beautiful morning with the uh, sun coming in and as I was hopping out and had the shower before our chat I could just feel the energy of, of of the whole environment just just change in such a dramatic way not nothing stormy or anything but it just felt like the wind just changed 180 degrees and oh I just got goosebumps it's doing it again um and it's amazing when you get to witness these sort of these big shifts and how it can, I don't want to say alter your mood, but it could really bring you into the present to, to I don't even know the words to use here, but um, nearly give you an opportunity to appreciate the ever-changing moments in which we have. And, and I, I guess I wanted to talk to you about that with so much going on at the moment, so much going on, so much movement, so much what some would perceive chaos, but perhaps it is actually isn't chaotic. It's just the perception in which we are viewing it from. Mm. Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, the thing you bring up about the weather is a conversation I'd love to have at some stage because it's, and I won't go into it now, but the weather itself for, for our particular capacity to realize that, that we have the ability to change it, that, that it is not something that is set, that is not something that determines us, but that comes into the same part as what we're talking about with presence. And, and I suppose what I've learned over time is, is how much courage it takes to actually start to not just believe in something and, and even move towards it, but, but actually start to act upon something only you can see and that only you're aware of. And for me, that's what's happening a lot in the world at the moment where individuals are seeing things in very different ways to people that they once loved and, you know, love them and that they've grown so close to. And there's a, there's a real, you know, an inevitable courage that becomes all of us. And for some of us, that's the choice to, to die and to not be here. And, and for others, you know, which that can be a slow long-term decision and you know supported by the way we eat or the way we speak to ourselves or the way in which we relate to our own life but 
that there's a greater courage that I think comes in that moment of presence in what you're saying, like the goosebumps that may come at a particular time where someone might just say, well, the wind just changed. But for you, the courage to actually see something far more than that, not based upon, you know, a momentary awareness, but, but a culmination of what you start to come to accept about what is real in your life. And the interesting thing for, for most of us is we have this attachment in our life and this experience in our life of, um, of trauma and, you know, the challenges and the difficulty and the lack of grace that we have at times moving through trauma is because we, we just don't understand it. But what, what trauma does as a, as a significant part of our life, it brings us into presence and ultimately bringing us into presence is pulling all of our dispersed, disowned parts into one space at, at any moment. And, and for many of us, when we start to do this, we can experience things like anxiety. We can experience things like goosebumps because it's such a contrast and a difference to the diluted form that we're maintaining of our own self in life to, to keep us at a level where we are not over-impressing upon anyone else, where we're not seeming to be arrogant because we're showing more of what we are and showing our own brilliance where people choose to, to not. You know, and it's a difficult space for us to traverse, so we're so used to keeping ourselves accepted by others. But I'd say what's happening a lot at the moment is people have got to a point with this restriction that they've held within themselves, this trauma that, that's been maintained, this presence that they've only experienced through great pain. People are looking to change that and start to have presence in a place of their own significance and brilliance, which is a very challenging space to move into because it's unique and different and it can only be, within our trauma, we, we can be common with each other. We have things to share. We can be accepted. But in our own individual brilliance, we are not common. We are completely individualized and independent. And what we see and what we do is so different to what anyone else may ever do. And it takes a significant amount of courage. And sometimes that courage is in the fact of those people closest to us questioning us, pulling us apart, doubting us because of what it is that we reflect in them. And for some of them, it's because they believe they want to keep us safe. You know, don't you, everything might fall apart. Things might not go your way. I heard what happened to other people. Look, look just stay, stay with us. Ultimately, it's this significance of presence within our own self that the saying is, is being caught up in trauma. And whenever we become present, whenever we start to feel all of what we are, those moments where we have maybe have been downtrodden, abused, you know, tormented in some way in our life as we perceived it, that's where a confusion comes that stops us moving into the, the significance of our own power because our majority of experiences of being present is when we've been so alerted and so rushed with adrenaline that we become so in the moment, but it's because of most often the horror that we've experienced. And that can be then transported across because other people can speak of the same. I think what's happening in the, in the world at the moment is people are starting to find a courage and there is through that courage, there is a great toxicity that has to be released that's been held on for such a long period of time in, in the denial of, of what we are. And, yeah, I, I, I can't speak highly enough or put the words enough to the concept of presence and what it requires within each of us to be able to maintain that towards 
our own journey. And that's, um, yeah, that, that to me is, I don't really have a, a significant a point here to make it, just the fact of when we become into our own space, the challenge for ourselves is to maintain the courage to, to follow a path that we've never walked down before. And, and that's, um, you know, like, like what you said with the weather. To be able to see that as you see it, see that as I see it, and to be able to allow that to be true, that, that's a real genuine level of sovereignty. It's, it's not sovereignty, it's not something that's on a piece of paper, but it's in that moment where we choose to be independent of what anyone else may think of us, what anyone else may suggest of us, but and whatever anyone else has determined to be laws of this world or existence or physics, but where we start to determine for ourselves, where we start to allow ourselves to imagine what we are and allow our imagination to be the truth, rather than some daydream that we've been led to believe, you know, by by organized society that, that exists these days. It's um it's not by mistake that the very impetus of the schooling system's first determination was to dilute and destroy imagination. Hmm. Hmm. Where do we go from here, my friend? I'm like, uh, uh, I was, I was yeah. in, the, in, in the present moment listening to it and um, I was just taking it in. Usually I'm, I'm making notes of, of the next question that I could ask with what you've been saying or, or my guests are saying and uh, interesting. because so I was talking to, the, to this about Nick, talking about this to Nick the other day, talking about uh, interviewing. And we do listen to other people that interview. And it's interesting how we bring our own stories into the dialogue. And it's something I'm cautious of, but I do a lot when I feel like it's, it's appropriate because I feel like these interactions when I am doing this with the guests like yourself, I know part of this or a large part of it is for the viewers and listeners, but I also know equally that a large part of this is for myself, that this is the perfect place for me to be right now, right here doing this interview. And regardless of how other people perceive this conversation, and it's so funny because I was thinking about this while, while you were talking. I was in the moment where I was thinking when you're talking about creating as sort of our own reality or our own perception in, in this universe or, or this world. I was like, oh, I wonder how many people are going to understand what Jason actually means there. I'm like, yeah, I've got to let that go. I've got to let that go. I've got to let that go. Do I understand what Jason is saying here? Do I understand? Can I feel what Jason is saying? I'm like, yes, I do. So there's, there's, I'm bringing myself in to this conversation here. Because I, f I have a, a feeling that I represent what a lot of people are trying to do at the moment is representing and, and bringing different voices into their reality to share with their friends, their family, their loved ones, for them to see a different pathway or, or a different looking through the kaleidoscope to see something completely different than what they've 
believed in for all their lives. And like Morpheus in the Matrix says, you know, it's it's the red pill or the blue pill. And part of this journey is continuing to eat that red pill <laughs> to a degree, which perhaps distances us from others that haven't. And I know that can be very, very challenging. And, and, and I'll just, I'm, I'm going to keep going with my rant here, even though I'm, I'm trying to make a point not to. I was reading something this morning while I was having the sauna, and it was these modeling universe, or these universities in Australia. I read two different stories in the mainstream paper today, two different papers, two different university models talking about, and they both had 2022 even with the percentage of people vaccinated, and they talk about 80 or 90%, is still saying that we will still need to be wearing masks pretty much for the rest of eternity and that lockdowns will still continue probably 50% of the time. And, and I'm reading that and it's been 18, 19 months and I haven't worn a mask once. I haven't complied with anything. And and I had this thought, I thought, well, I wonder if like in 10 years' time I'm still out there not wearing masks, just going about my day-to-day life. And how many jabs other people may have had in that time? You know, would they be up to their 20th? Will I be in a containment quarantine camp by that in 10 years' time? Will I forcibly be held down and and injected by a group of people? And it's so fascinating because I'm having these these thoughts and the the imagination, as you call it. It's like, fuck, this is this is this is actually wild. This is wild at the moment. And part of me is really excited about it. Like, where's it going to go? How will I navigate this? Do I have to navigate this? Or is it all an illusion? What's going to happen to the people that continually get jabbed and wear a mask and continually lock themselves down and and so on and so forth? And it brings up a lot of emotion for me. You know, it brings sadness, it brings anger, it brings joy that this is actually happening for a greater, a greater good. And that's my, that's my, that's my chat there. And I, and I feel like the thing that really keeps me grounded is, is doing, having these conversations with, with yourself, you know, and I'm so grateful that you said, can we do a series of this? Because I feel like for me as well, it's just like, okay, we're going on this journey together. Jace is going to enlighten uh, and share some wisdom That'll keep me and perhaps others that are listening or watching this moving forward with with grace, with humility, with curiosity, with with perhaps letting go of more toxicity. So I don't know where you want to take that, but I just felt like mm. I needed to share that. I, I love I love your answer. I love where they go. It's um it's what I think makes this space so special that you've created. Um and Yesterday, through a, a fun set of circumstances, we we acquired a boat that we were looking at buying, and suddenly the person got so angry that 
we're dealing with people. He said, if you can get a tow truck here, you can have it. And, you know, that story sort of went forward and led ourselves yesterday that um, we live in a bit of land and I don't find many times or reasons to leave that except the beach and a few other things. But um, we went to a shop yesterday um, called Whitworth, which was a boating supplies. And, and I'd had this sense when I got told about first, I don't want to go, that doesn't feel right, I'll go somewhere else. Anyway, we found ourselves going there yesterday and we're heavily confronted. And, and it's the first time it's happened to me. I've, I've, I've seen other people be confronted, but it's a bit of that, you know, I'm, I'm very prepared in how to deal with the way the world is at the moment. I'm prepared to deal with what the worst case scenario may be. And so, and I found myself not having been confronted by anyone trying to enforce any of their restrictions, mandates, or anything upon me. But yesterday, that was different. And I had a, a gentleman that was obviously very tense and, and uptight and um, went into his shop and tended to spend a, a bit of money. And I said, you know, I've called earlier about this and, you know, I want to find out. Do you have a mask? No, no, I, no, I don't. I don't wear them. Um, they're, down, they're down that aisle. I was like, wait a second. Uh, are, you, are you here to enforce mask mandates? Are you here to offer a service as an organisation? Because I thought that's what business was about, that you were offering a service to me. But the way you've spoken to me, what, why would I want to invest in more of what you're providing? And anyway, he, he, got, he was quite tense. And I said, if you want me to leave, I'll leave. I've got no, no problems leaving. There's plenty of other places I can go. But the thing for me is, if we keep knowing things our own self and keep researching what we already know, the separation that we start to see is because of what we believe rather than, to me, all of life is about getting an understanding. And, and understanding, to me, there's a real difference here between knowing and understanding. And, and knowing is a bit of a new age catch cry that I'm in my knowing or I've got my knowing and, you know, that there's a whole range of words around it. But it all comes from the root word. Um, to know, and science as a, as a basis, as its words, is to know as well. Now, the thing is here, to understanding is all about, for me, creating a foundation upon which I'm able to move forward from. Understanding is that point where I'm now able to take action, whereas knowing is about the conversation. It's something I can continue to perpetuate in avoidance of action. I know this, I know it to be true, and it's a knowing I have. Well, great. Well, well, that is not demonstrated until you actually allow yourself in an embodied way to act upon that, whether that's to take no action or whether that's to move forward with great force. But it's in understanding, and what I'm saying is here is the time that we can invest in understanding what is opposing us or what we oppose is where we allow ourselves to move forward much more freely. But... To, to get into a place where we continue to keep knowing what we know and confirming what we know, and there's that person saying that, and yep, that's right, and they're, they're undermining it, they're censoring this, they're doing all of those things. But yesterday I took it as a great opportunity in, in a very tensed environment. I mean, this guy didn't want to talk at all. But to, to want to understand, but to genuinely want to understand, not to pull apart what he was saying, I wanted to understand why he was like that, what, what caused him to see it that way. And that type of conversation becomes to me, most enlightening, more enlightening than what I'll ever find, you know, zooming off into the universe and finding about my, my own creation and existence, being able to understand the very interaction that I can have with someone else that has a completely opposing view that brings an absolute contrast to my life. 
I don't need to agree with them. But to come to a level of understanding allows me to move forward because in our lives, to the degree that we're not present to things, that becomes our restriction. That becomes our resistance. So, for example, if, if we are, you know, as a whole, you know, uh, let's say, I don't know, I'm just thinking of a dinner plate, but we're only aware of that small morsel in the middle of it. So 90% of it to us, we're not present to, we're not aware of. That 10% that we're focused on that we've idolised of what we are, as we intend to just take ownership for that small part, we are putting an amount of energy in that is moving that 10% forward, but we're carrying this 90% of resistance for all the things that we don't understand. And anyone taking the time to look into their life, that whenever they've come to a moment of understanding where it wasn't previously there, automatically they get momentum. They get progression. And a most simple thing, I observe this in kids who hated maths and suddenly understand understood how to do, you know, what X times X times X times X was. And they go, suddenly there was this moment, oh, give me more. Like, you know, have you got any, can we do another? Well, let's do another. There's this excitement that comes in a broken relationship when people are just, you know, I'm not talking to them ever again, what they did, I cannot get past. And, you know, these, when those two people get together in the humility, it's just to understand each other. Oh, I never thought you should. I always thought this. And suddenly, again, life and movement comes into that particular space. What, what we've got to be cautious of at the moment as individuals so that we don't find ourselves becoming restricted by our own choices is to not choose to understand the very thing that opposes. Because once we understand that, then we elevate. But many of us, when we're, you know, focused on, especially in conscious circles and in spiritual circles, we're looking for this higher, pure state of existence. And, and ultimately, in doing that, we become attached to it. And many people in space that, you know, I've connected to my higher self. My higher self is my truth, my, my pride, well, whatever anyone wants to give a label towards that. The, the thing is, in, in anything that we feel that we need to possess or that we elevate above ourselves, it, it becomes the very manipulation of what we are, to not be able to sit in our own disconnection. And, and that, to me, is one of the most liberating things to do with when I, one of the parts where we work with people is when we get them to sit in their disconnection deliberately after being able to really connect to the source of what they are, to sit in their disconnection by choice is where people learn so much about who they are. Because why, why consciously, as where most people don't want to do that because they're aspiring to be right, not aspiring to be true. So when we're aspiring to be right, we have to deny everything else that is wrong. And until we actually come to understand that, that everything that we're, we're experiencing is a dance, and it's that dance requires all of those parts to be present in order to progress forward. For many of us, we're going to find ourselves <clears throat> in this ridiculous concept that has been created for us of good and bad, R right and wrong, you know, the evil and, and the hero. And, and that, that doesn't need to happen in our experience out into the world, but that can happen just with our own self, you know, and how we can start to embody and have opportunity to, to express and to expose those things within us that are, that are ugly. And we, we had a conversation last night um, with a group of people, and it was speaking to what is ugly to me and, and trying to find a way to expose that in themselves. It's, it's, a, it's a word that 
that many of us don't look to embrace. But it was one of the most powerful conversations I've been a part of for some time because it is something that people don't look into and where you don't see the beauty in something. Even the word, the sound of the word ugly is, is ugly to even say. You know, it's, um, but what, what I'm saying, there's a great opportunity at the moment to understand what we don't understand, what we presume we already know. And, and you might have seen this. And I, and I know I've even, not even, of course, I've, I've done it myself on a number of occasions is that when we feel that we're waking up, when we feel we're becoming more conscious to observe people who are not doesn't provide any space for them to move into except it maintains us stuck in our own position of righteousness. What becomes challenging is that when we wake up, is then where do we go? Because for me, at the basis of what I've seen in, and I, and I haven't seen any evidence where this is not the case, and I'm talking from, from world leaders down to, you know, mums and dads, to, to anyone and everyone, the, the, the challenge that is consistent for all of us is accepting how significant that we are. And it's that particular challenge that once we start to get to that place of where we feel we're awake or we've got it or we know what's happening, well, then what do we do? What is the, the right way to move forward? How do I now make this change? You know, sometimes the burden of wisdom is to, to know and to understand all of these things, but then what to do? Because that's where courage comes. And courage to me is one of the most, well, it's essential for all other experiences of life if we want to live truly and we want to live freely. And to me, that, that courage, as I suppose I was saying before, is courage is to, be able to, is to be able to act upon what only you can see, not, not what other people determine to be courageous, but act upon what only is true, what is only evident, what is only available to you in your awareness. And I think that that's a really important part at this particular time is just to realize. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast podcast.